0: Mindfulness Mode 209.
1: For people who experience bully in their life, I want you to hug those bullies in your heart.
0: You're listening to Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and mindfulness life coach, Bruce Lankford. I interview people from all walks of life who use mindfulness in their lives to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. And last day, Mindful Tribe, we were talking to an amazing man who has a tremendous spiritual side. It was just such a great conversation. He gave us so many nuggets of wisdom. I'm sure you will really enjoy listening to Jared Angaza if you go back to episode 208. And today I have another guest with me, a person I met at PodFest Multimedia Expo in Orlando back in February, what an amazing woman she is with a with an astounding story to tell she was a keynote speaker at the event and i couldn't wait to go up and meet her and talk to her afterwards she was just so much of a people person so easy to connect with her and like i said what a story to tell just sit back relax and enjoy lily wong Okay, mindful tribe, let's get started. I'm really excited. I have Lily Wong with me today. Lily is a lady I met at PodFest Multimedia Expo in Orlando back in February, where I was speaking at that event. Oh, Lily, it was so great to meet you. How are you?
1: Very good. Uh, it's a wonderful day to be alive. <laughs> it
0: really, really yes. is. And I'm we're going to. St.
1: Petersburg to- is the sunshine state in Florida.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about mindfulness today, as you know. And I just want to ask you to start off with, Lily, what What does mindfulness really mean to you? When you think of the word mindfulness, what do you think of?
1: Actually, mindfulness is a new word that I just learned recently. I haven't really had a chance to look it up in Chinese dictionary. But I feel mindfulness is like awareness, I feel that I'm more mindful because I'm aware of my thoughts. And to be honest, I don't think I did that like maybe five years ago. Like When I'm aware of my thoughts and then I get to choose uh, which is the thoughts is from ego or which is from my intuition. And I think that really helped me to calm down every time I can recognize my thoughts. So I guess like mindfulness like that. And then recently I've been commented a lot like people said that oh you're a very mindful person i was just like i would take that as a compliment
0: (laughs) definitely do take it as a compliment and i want to share with mindful tribe a little bit of a bio about you lily wong is a teacher a podcaster and a world traveler who strives to find ways to give back her life's journey has been fascinating and she continues to add what I call shimmering layers to her experiences. Her her Chinese podcast is called Learn English So You Can Travel and it's been downloaded more than 20 million times and it's recorded in her native language of Mandarin. Her newest podcast is called Fly with Lily, where she shares bits of her life story so listeners can benefit from her beautiful storytelling abilities. And Lily, I know that you travel from country to country. Do you have a story that you can share with us right now that really opened you up and you felt mindful? You felt that sense of awareness. Maybe you have a story that you'd like to share with us to start off with.
1: Well, uh, I think in my life, a lot of times I'm driven by love and intimacy. So on the, on the journey of world traveling right now, I, well, I o- always say that I'm one of my biggest superpowers is the ability to connect with people. Right. So um, when I get to meet people, I feel like if we have made some connection, I instantly fall in love with this person, I just want to get to know this person more. So I'm driven by this ability to, um, so driven by this love, and then it kind of takes me to a lot of places that I never thought I would be to, you know? And then um, I just I, I'm just really appreciate that, that kind of ability to be able to connect really, really closely to people's heart. And a lot of my world travel experiences is actually, um, actually it's now happening. It's because of this connection that I built with people. Because people uh, like me when I make the connection. And then they always like, invite me on journey and stuff like that. And uh, I just feel like uh, when I talk to people, I tend to ask a lot of questions. That's how I receive messages from them and receive the energy from them. And I like that kind of ability and then I just feel very loved.
0: Right. And I could really feel that coming from you when I talked with you after your keynote at PodFest. We talked for maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes. And I remember that that we kind of gave each other a hug and I could just really feel that feeling of love. And I know one of the stories that you told at PodFest was about how you fell in love and you told this story and it was so heart-wrenching as to what happened. Do you feel like, sharing that story with Mindful Tribe, Lily?
1: Sure. Okay, so um, I went to China uh, in 2008 and then at that time I was uh, I was the head trainer of a very major large education company and right. then when I was there I met my boyfriend at that time and then which became my husband at that time <laughs> and then, then like maybe fast forwards. Five years later, I I became his wife, and we were very, very loved. And I, um, well, that, that right now, if I'm talking about this story, I still have a lot of love and respect for him uh, because I know um, now we are divorced, but I'm still, I like, feel like maybe it's a blessing in disguise. And also like, I feel like he was my greatest, he is my greatest teacher, you know? So uh, when I was married, I found myself not very happy because of uh, uh, the experiences, experiences I had when I was in when I was young, because my family constantly moved, and then I was always I feel like very vulnerable. We never had our own place, and of, uh, in school I was bullied, and I was sexual uh, assaulted one time when I was. Well, it was moving around and then living with my father and then just like it, mm. it was not a happy time but i kind of mm. brought that energy into my marriage although i was hired by major company and then i was paid a hundred dollars an hour to teach but i still like find myself not fulfilled but and then you know like after you uh, after you pass the honeymoon stage of love and then kind of like I feel a little bit lazy and and then I found out that he had an affair already like and um, but also I did some self-reflection I felt that well I was not very happy already so maybe that was the reason why he's straight because later I learned a lot about relationship I feel like a man always want to make their women feel happy. But right. when I was with him, he was always feel like frustrated. Why am why wasn't I happy enough? And I was frustrated because I really want to feel happy for him to be feel loved, you know? Right. And so that was very, very difficult. And I kind of share with uh share with some of the people that actually when I found out he had an affair, I found out his sex video with another friend that we both trusted very much. So that was very traumatizing for me uh, for almost a year. But I know, I feel that I, I I really need to know that I actually contributed to that, you know, because I, mm. I after I found out I still slept in the same bed like for a year. But... I was just in pain, you know, I was still like crying in shower every night. And I just feel like, well, what what was this all about? Did, did God hate me? Or am I not worthy to be loved? Because this is a moment, this is a man that I really, really respected and then really loved. And then how come he's just like stabbed in my back like that? So I, I thought that, God hated me. That's why He made all this happen. But you know what? Um, because I was in pain. And I was always a person who's very self-sufficient. I like self-help. Yes. And I know that I can be resilient. But at that time, so I was like doing a lot of soul searching. Also, I'm trying to make my podcast business work. I can have income. And I, I also went to a lot of friends, asked for advice. And I also listened to my heart. And then I finally had the courage to pack my bags and leave him for a while. And I went to the States. And wow. at first, I thought maybe only three months because I, I don't have much money. I kind of make it work, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I'm, tra- when I'm traveling constantly on the road, I share my stories. And then I, I, I know that well, it doesn't have to be like we have to love each other in order to see that is a very, very uh, nice thing, you know? Like Mm -hmm. I feel that I learned so much and then now I feel that I'm closer to uh, the one, uh, just close to the best version of myself, you know? Um, So I'm really grateful to him because everybody makes mistakes yes yeah i think i also made some mistakes so that's why it happened so i feel that i already passed that and i move on and i forgive him and then that makes me realize wow he was my he is my greatest teacher you know Wow. yeah wow. yeah and then i just really feel really grateful
0: And how do you think you found the courage after those several months to travel to the U.S., to pick up and be independent and just go? Was it a sense of, was it through prayer? Was it through, like, how did you grow to that point?
1: Oh, it's. It's funny that um, just like I uh, mentioned before, I always connect people by asking questions and listen to other people's stories. Mm-hmm. And I found other people have similar stories, not sure. just me. A lot of people, they are divorced and then they try to pick themselves up. And also I heard a lot of people, they after a bad breakup, they found their true love right now. Uh-huh. It's like kind of like everyone has a happy ending. So yes. I feel like, well, I can have a happy journey too. You know, I don't have to see everything as like really, uh, really horrible. I just have to enjoy my journey. Right. You know? So um, I think people's stories really help me a lot. And then I find people are very resilient and then I, I can look up to them and then I can imagine myself being in their shoes. And I know everything will be all right.
0: Did you have a lot of hate when this first happened and then you had to work through it? It sounds like you don't carry very much of that kind of hate and pain with you.
1: No, I don't. Okay, so that's why I can share so naturally. You know, Um, when I found out uh, that that first year I was in pain and then I really had a lot of hate. I remember when I was in the shower crying, all I can thought about is how I can stab the woman or (sighs) kill my husband. (laughs) I just, I want to destroy them so much, but I hate myself for doing that. You know, I was crying. Now I talk about this kind of emotion. It kind of makes me a little bit teared out as well. I didn't like myself to be in hate. I always want to see situation with love and kindness. Right. Well, trying to work with
0: that. I love how you say that you took some responsibility because sometimes it takes people years and years to get to the point of taking responsibility, and some people never do. What would you say to someone else who just isn't even close to that point of taking responsibility? How do you get there?
1: Well, uh, there was one story that I heard that really heard, helped me a lot and I mm-hmm. shared with my girlfriends and I, and I asked them to just, you need to move on to that anger, you know, because that isn't good for you and then it might kill you. You don't know. A lot of people have cancers because they hold on to a lot of anger, you know, and then right. so that that story goes like this. So the, this, this is a woman who just who just broke up uh, with someone she loved very much. So she went to a monk for advice and a a monk asked her a question. um, uh, Do you go to the the bathroom and when you you do number two, do you carry your shit on your back and carry it out? And then she said, why would I do that? I wouldn't just carry my my stuff like with me. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then the monk replied, yeah, but you, you've been talking about all this trouble, all this hate in you. It feels like you just did number two and you, you carried it with you. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. While I was doing all day, I was carried that. And then that is smelly, that's bad with me. Yeah. And then... Do I want to be see? Do I want to be seen as a woman like that? I don't want to. No. Yeah, and also there is something that happened to me when I was twenty. Um, my father, my mother passed away in her sleep. Oh. Yeah, so she had no pain, and I didn't know what's going on. What was going on with her? And then she just passed away like that. So that also made me aware that I can die. Maybe tomorrow, I don't know. I don't know how I would die, you know? So every day can be my last day. So I was thinking that if I still carry this kind of resentment with me and then still like give out all these really negative message, is this how I want to be seen the last right. day of my life?
0: Right. And she was quite young too, wasn't she? How did yeah. you feel when you first got that phone call from your father?
1: Yeah, she, she was only 53. Um, I didn't get the phone call. I actually just get, uh, I got the voicemail. Uh-huh. Uh, I got off class, and then I saw the voicemail. I saw like tons of voicemail coming in from my cousin, from my father, from my aunts. I was just like, oh, what was going on? And I listened to my father's voicemail when he told me that my mother passed away in her, in her sleep. And I was just really shocked. I was actually shocked for probably a few days and I because I, I, I got off the class. I was an English teacher already. I was the, in the English school and right. the teachers even commented me like they didn't know that my mom passed away because I looked so calm. Okay. Because I was shocked, but I was also feel like it wasn't real. It was not real. It's never happened I was in denial. Right. Yeah. But after after I traveled back to my hometown and I saw her body, I was just like kinda like, oh, this is real. She really left. And that would just give me a lot of regret because I wasn't I wasn't being the best version of Dollar, you know. I was constantly just feel like I'm so into my personal problems and yeah. I just I wish I had done more, you know? So it it was also that day that makes me know that I need to help people. Like, uh, yeah, instead of focusing on myself so much.
0: Can you remember a story from when you were a child that influenced your life later?
1: When I was a child, um, that influenced my life later. Um, I feel um, it, it would be like how I saw my uh, father manage his money. Okay. And then, or, how, did,
0: how did he manage his money?
1: Um, well, he's very adventurous and I look up to him very much. Right. But um, he just... He wasn't very responsible, you know, oh. like uh, I feel like um, he just he would spend a lot of money on alcohol, on gambling. And I just I I refrain myself doing that.
0: Right. So you learn from him what not to do, what you didn't want to do in your life. Is that yeah. right?
1: Right. Yeah. I don't want to become a person uh, like uh, that, like without a plan for my money and then what's I want to be able to take care of myself well, so I don't, I I don't drink that much. I I only drink occasionally, and then I don't I don't gamble or I don't even buy lottery tickets. And it's just like uh, I want to be a person who is responsible for myself. You know. Right.
0: But what you do do is that you travel almost. uh, You've been traveling for quite a while. Tell us what you love most about traveling.
1: Well, uh, what I love most about traveling is I, I get to meet people who are very inspiring. Right now, I'm staying with uh, with an old lady. Uh, her name is Jeanette Nuss, and then uh, Jeanette News or something. But she is very inspiring. She's 84, and then she's so gracious, take me, taking me in, in her house in St. Petersburg, Florida, near the beach. And I learn from her every day. And because she loves to cook, she loves, uh, she also very into mindfulness as well. She she does her meditation in the mm-hmm. morning and in the evening. I just like to see how she moves. And then I just feel like, oh, wow, when I was 84, I can live a full life like her. So during my travel, what I love is to just meet new people and I feel really inspired because uh, um, people learn from me and then I learn from them as well. And since I'm, I'm, I I'm, love English, I love the sound of it, I would just like to hear people talk about anything, you know, yes.
0: <laughs> learn. Well, that reminds me of what you said about getting your first job, where you were teaching English for a hundred dollars an hour. That sounds like a huge amount of money for teaching English. Tell us how that transpired.
1: How that transpired? Uh, can I can I uh, ask a question? What does transpire mean?
0: It means how did that happen? Uh, how, how did, did that, that come happen? to be? How did that come oh, to be? No
1: problem. Yeah. Uh, well, that is not my first job. It's actually like my, my most recent job, my most recent contract I had with a very big game company. It's, it's a top game company. And I became a self-employed uh, contractor. Um, well, I've been teaching English prior to that for almost... 10 years. Okay. So I, I was very confident enough that I had experience in teaching children, adults, teenagers, and even EFL teachers. So I was very confident. And I know that I, I was, uh, I was a volunteer in that community. I had a, I found a volunteer group in my own in city. When I was in Shanghai, I found Shanghai greeters and I just feel that I, I, I contributed a lot, so I'm not sure. afraid to ask for more right yeah, so when I got that contract, when they contacted me, I was just like, well, this is what I want you know that's how I want to teach to be happy you know but later I found I can make actually a lot more oh, yeah. <laughs> than a hundred dollars an hour you know I'm making more than a hundred uh, uh, an hour right now because of my podcasting Of you
0: know? course
1: I'm more creative and I can be listened to more you know
0: so and, and then you I, can travel as well what are some of the most interesting countries you travel to some of the most exciting
1: exciting countries um well i think america is very exciting <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's very exciting because it, 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 it it's just like um, it depends on what kind of activities you want to do, because I do a lot of crazy stuff here. What do you <laughs> so do?
0: Tell I, us about the crazy stuff.
1: I feel it's really exciting. Okay, so I went to do my skydiving like two years ago when I first came here. Uh-huh. And I went skydiving and I also went uh, snowboarding, and yes. I, which I never did in my own country. You know, in Taiwan, we never really snowed and people might try skydiving, but I was too timid, you Okay. Know? So I think America has a lot of um, opportunities. Yeah, I also went to Vancouver, and uh, I think it's just really, really beautiful, and I met strangers on the beach, and then he took me to the mountains to watch the stars and treated me a very nice meal. So I feel like that kind of that is also a some adventure you know so it's just i, I love this this place like america yes like south uh, i haven't been to south i'm planning to go to the south this this year but i also want to visit more exotic place in this place Sure. You know? not just the sure. united states i mean canada central america and south america
0: is, well i'm in i'm in canada and uh, between Detroit and Toronto. Mm-hmm. And if you ever come to this area, I would love to get together with you, to you know, do whatever I could to welcome you to our area of Canada, which I really, truly love. and it's beautiful. We would go to Niagara Falls and you could see the Canadian Falls and Aww. there's so much to see and enjoy about Canada.
1: Yeah, so. I really like Canada, especially the people are so nice. Yeah. Even my American friends say like, well, Canadians are really
0: nice. (laughs) Oh, do they? Okay. Well, that's all. That's nice. I'm glad, you know, because I love going to the United States as well. And as you know, just having gone to Orlando, it's just great to go. And and it seems to me that when I, whenever I go there, I meet so many passionate people who truly love to do whatever it is that they do. And You know, I think part of mindfulness is thinking and being aware, like you said, but also being aware of your passions and your interests. And you've now started a new podcast that you're passionate about called Fly With Lily. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, when I first went to my first podcast movement convention, it was in 2016, uh, in July, uh, it's called Podcast Movement in Chicago. And
0: I was there and- too, but I didn't meet you there. Yeah, okay. I was there.
1: Okay. So I knew no one there and I didn't have an English podcast. I only had my Chinese podcast. Yes. So I was really timid when I was when I was there because nobody knows me. And right. so that was like when that I really, really want to have an English album. Um, well, because of my crazy travel schedule, I didn't really put it together uh, until last February because of this talk in Orlando. So I just yes. kind of motivate myself. I need to create a podcast album. I need to have my English website. Yes. And well, uh, well, I, I was. I'm very transparent in my podcast. I share everything. I try everything I could. Try everything that I've learned if you want to travel free you want to just become a person that is more mindful and then you can watch my journey uh, my podcast kind of my memoir and i really like doing it i've have already written a few stories and they are just being waiting to be recorded
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I really enjoy your podcast. And for that reason, because you do share so authentically, it seems so genuine. Now, I haven't asked you this. We talked a bit about meditation, but do you meditate yourself? Is that part of your routine? Do you Is it part of your life?
1: Well, I feel guilty to answer this one, though, because I know it's very beneficial to do meditation. But I cannot do it like maybe twice a week, you know, when I feel really need to center myself. Uh, the reason why I'm staying with Jeanette and then I was very inspired is because she meditates every day, morning and evening. And yesterday she kind of shared with me a lot of YouTube videos that I can do with meditation. Yes. Uh, I, I find myself, I can't really just meditate with my head alone. Right. I like to have a, like an audio source. Like yes. an audio source yes. to, to listen to and then to follow. Right. Yeah, I, well, yesterday before I went to bed, I did one. I feel did great. You? And then this, this morning, when Jeanette was doing hers, I was around. So I, I find meditations really, really wonderful because you can just start you off with a great mindset. And when you go to bed, it's kind of like it's all the meditations are about being thankful you know, and being thankful and being relaxed and you can let go and have a wonderful dream.
0: Well, I I love that. And I hope you don't feel too guilty about not meditating because that would kind of defeat the purpose. But I want to ask you, Lily, if it would be okay if I could send you one of my guided meditations, because I like to create guided meditations. Oh, would you like that?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So I, 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 yeah, I love that. So I'll, I'll send that to you. I really enjoy it. Now I was mentioning to you before we started recording that I have worked in bullying prevention a long time. And I'd like to ask a question about that. If you were ever bullied or if you would mind sharing with us a situation where you were bullied and maybe how mindfulness might've made a difference had you kind of understood it a bit more at the time.
1: Right. Um, so, when I was a teenager, um, I think um, I was also like in my lowest point of my life because I was so focused on myself and I just constantly feel that I, I, I like to beat myself up. It's just not like I, I, I want to. It's just like I like to beat myself up. And then I, I wrote a lot about like suicidal messages mm-hmm. in my journal. You know, I just, I, I feel so in dark, but you know So what? did it somehow feel
0: good to beat yourself up?
1: It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I feel good to be, be uh, I felt really good to be myself. I write oh. all these messages down. It's really weird. Um, and right. when I was in school, you know, like on the outside, I, I was a student who works really hard and then to got my old straight A. I got all straight A on my grades, but deep inside, I was not happy, mm. and, and sometimes entertaining suicidal thoughts, you know. And I found like several people they like to pick on me, and they call call me names, and then they say like threaten me, they want to hit me, or, yeah. or want to do stuff to me, and I was a little bit scared, but also like I find myself quite like fearless like at some point because I was already beating myself up. What worse can, can happen, you know? So maybe it was that kind of mindset. I kind of avoid that kind of physical abuse. All I receive in my life is just uh, like verbal abuse to myself and verbal abuse from others, you know, but, uh, after a few years, I kind of learned like people who bully people, they are actually the biggest bullies themselves. You know, like I I've, I, learned this and I feel like it kind of makes sense. They don't like themselves. It's why they want to maybe say mean stuff to others in order to make them feel good. Because I was some point I was that kind of person. So well. I find myself like in my head, I was judging people.
0: But I, judging I like people. to
1: judge myself too. You know? I think
0: that's a big part of mindfulness is learning not to judge people.
1: Yeah, right now I still I find myself judged, but I just ask myself, do I really want to do this? I feel that I'm, I really, really want to practice is the unconditional love, you know? I still find myself like judging this person, but I just I ask myself, how do I make this message of love without judging? Right. So I'm much better right now. I don't judge people so much and I can really tell is this message from my ego or from my intuition or from love right yeah
0: that's that's, that's very very empowering to hear you tell us that story about yourself and yeah. where you, where you were and then how you've come through it and you're now this amazing successful woman who lives your life on your terms and <laughs> you, you, so you go from t- country to country, you go wherever you want and you make your own choices. And that's, that's incredible.
1: Yeah. Also, I would like to offer this message for, pe- for people who experience bully in their life. I want you to hug those bullies in your heart, you know, try to be nice to those bullies to your heart, to, in your heart, try to see them as your family in your hearts. Because sometimes bullies come to you is actually a reflection of your heart.
0: Very good advice. How do you
1: attract those bullies? It's probably because you've been beating yourself up so much and then you've been not nice to those people or you are already hostile to those people and the people can feel your message. Okay, so if you are bothered by this situation right now, I think think everything should turn into you yourself and ask yourself a few questions. Can I see these people with love? Can I send them loving messages? Can I hug them in my heart? And then I'm sure you can stop that.
0: So mindful tribe, that's a really powerful message that we don't always hear hug your bully. You know, Love your bully. Learn how to do that. Learn how to embrace the person or the situation that is really causing a hardship for you. So thank you for that, Lily. I have five quick answer questions. And the first one is, who would you say is one person who has influenced you to be more mindful?
1: Uh, I would say that recently I read a lot about uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yes. Um, I think he totally opened my eyes because I'm now on this life journey. I'm writing my own memoir and I recently read his memoir. I can see clearly right now. And then I feel like, wow, he's so mindful and he's sent so much love and positive messages. Well, I think he's the greatest teacher in the world. It's just, like, I, I've learned so much. And then now I just feel like more relaxed, you know? Right. And then I feel like, yeah, it's true. We have guidance. And then uh, whatever we do probably will lead us to the same direction that we want to be, you know, just, we need to, fo- we need to relax, to be focused. And yeah. So I think he, he's, he's really amazing.
0: A a terrific, great man. He just helps so many people in his life. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Lily?
1: Oh, well, I, well, a lot of people, they might be really jealous of my life right now because I can be whatever and I can do whatever I want and whatever I want. But travel is not always so sexy. I'm, I find myself, um, uh, I find myself can be. Made very negative or very anxious when I was like constantly looking for place to stay. And when Mm. people tell me that, Oh, sorry, uh, Lily, you can't stay here anymore because my parents are coming to visit. You need to find your own place. And then that message always like, uh, made me feel very anxious, made me feel not loved. So I, I, I can, well, I think mindfulness made me feel like, made me recognize all these messages, you know, sure. that can be a trigger from my past.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I can work on that. Like Next time when I hear the same thing, how do I transfer? How, how do I make it different message to me? It's not, I'm not loved. It's just people can be un- available, you know, and also that is uh, probably another opportunity for me to find a better place, you know,
0: Yes. Lily, tell us how breathing is a part of your mindfulness practice.
1: Breathing. Mm, I haven't thought about that. But uh, I I especially like the breathing in meditation. Like uh, they would ask us to watch our breathing and take deep breath. I I like to practice yoga as well. So sometimes I would notice that I kind of held my breath. When I practice yoga, and Uh then I would just, I would would ask myself to breathe more, you know, like to enjoy the air when it's morning, enjoy the air, enjoy the flower, and then kind of like, breathing is kind of like a tool to help you to live in the moment. Yes. You know?
0: yeah yeah it absolutely is is there a book that comes to mind that you could recommend that might be about mindfulness or maybe it's just sort of related to it that has maybe helped you be, get more focused get more grounded
1: uh i think i started this journey because i start following louise hay um because i i um, probably uh, it's about maybe six or seven years ago. I found myself still in that place that was not good, not shiny, and then dark. I was in love, but I just can't really see myself really happy in love. And I start reading mm-hmm. one of her books. Uh, you can heal your life. Yes. You know, and I found that's really powerful messages like the. the there are lots of powerful messages we can learn to heal our life, to become full.
0: Right. Yeah, very powerful. Thanks for sharing that. And Lily, how can Mindful Tribe connect with you? How can we learn more about what you do? And even if we wanted to send you a message or connect, how could we do that?
1: Well, I just published my English podcast. It's called Fly with Lily, so you can find me on iTunes or Stitcher radios or google play and you can also come to my website flywithlily.com and sign up for my email and then you can get updates and then see how you can get connected with me
0: Perfect. Well, Lily, it was wonderful meeting you and hearing you at at PodFest and wonderful today to spend time talking with you. I really, really appreciate and value what you're doing for the world and you're helping so many people. So thank you so much for being on Mindfulness Mode, Lily.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. Bye now. Bye.